All right, let's gather back together. It's getting quiet in here. Okay, every week we've started off with um, a covenant prayer of some sort. Um, we started out doing doing that. We've we've started off with a um, a covenant prayer that we do. Uh, we start out with the Lord's Prayer. We've done the Wesley Covenant Prayer. Um, this week I thought we'd do the Apostles' Creed. And it's some of the tenets of our faith, what makes us Christians. So if you'd like to read, it's kind of small print, but uh, we'll all read it together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From there he shall judge living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, I'd like to dismiss the children. Miss Whitney's back there, and they'll take you back for your children's experience. Like I said, next week, uh, if, if anybody wants to go back after, immediately after the service, we'll do a kind of a tour back in that area, and you can see uh, some of the other ministries around New Life. Okay. I thought we'd start out with something. I think it'd be kind of fun. Um, we need to divide up into four groups. So why doesn't this group over here be group number one? Number one. This group right here, number two. Um, this group right here, number three. Number three. This group right here, and all the people on the bleachers back there, number four, okay? So the first group, okay, got, this, is, this is instructional. I have to, you know, teach you how to do your parts. Okay, what I want you to do is rub your hands together like this. Louder. All right, all right, all right, cool, cool. No, you can stop. When I do that, that means stop. Okay, I should have gave you this. You know, when we sing and direct choirs and stuff, when it's like this, what do we do? Well, stand up. <laughs> but if we do this, what, what do we do when we do this? Louder, louder, louder. Okay, so if I go like this, it means louder. When I go like this, softer. When I go like this, faster. And when I go like this, stop. Okay. This group right here, you stamp your fingers. That's all right. That's all right. So this group, what's yours? Okay. This group is stamp your fingers. All right. Now this group, it's kind of, you know, okay, this group right here. Okay. Who has ever been to a golf tournament and watched them, you know, make a miraculous putt? Okay. They don't clap like this, do they? They clap like this. Okay, the golf clap. Okay, 
Okay, this group right here, and all around the back, what I want you to do is this. Wait, <laughs> now, cut, okay. So this group remembers what they are, right? Number one, okay, this group, okay, this group, this group. And I need a couple people stomp their feet. Okay. So who can walk and chew bubblegum at the same time? All right, you might have to do both. Okay. So we're going to start over here. All right. We're going to make a rain in here. Okay, stomp the feet. Okay, just stomp the feet. Stop. No, keep going, keep going. Keep going. Keep going, keep going. We just made it rain. We just made it rain. Give yourselves a hand. Thank you. Thank you. Tonight's message I'm going to take from Psalm 92, 1 through 4. So if you've got your Bibles with you, I'll give you a chance to turn your Bibles to Psalm 92. Psalm is, there's 150 verses or uh, chapters in Psalm, and they're amazingly all about songs. Songs, a lot of beautiful poetry. Um, and, uh, and I'm going to read this in a little bit, but the first thing I want to do is Every Saturday night, to transform this place from a basketball gym, because there's basketball going on right before this, to what we do in here tonight, there's a group of people, and I want to really recognize them and give them a hand. Uh, They come in, set up the chairs, people set up the band so they can play, make coffee, set up the information desk, and they've done this for the last 20 weeks. So I really like to appreciate them doing that, because... No one person can do it by themselves. It's all of you. So thank you. Thank you very much. And like I said before, Mark has done this 20 weeks. And this past week, I realized how hard it is to do. So I'd like to give Mark a, you know, recognition too because I, I listen to a lot of sermons online. Um, a lot of sermons online and from other places. And I tell you what, We've gotten some of the best teaching I've heard, you know, the, you know, since October 1st. So I, I think that's uh, very good. Psalm 92. We got this. It is good to give thanks to the Lord, to sing praises to your name most high, to pro- proclaim your loyal love in the morning, your faithfulness at nighttime. With a six-string Fender Telecaster guitar, and with the melody of the Yamaha Clavinova, if Katie was here. Because you've made me happy, Lord. By your acts, I sing with joy because of your handiwork. Throughout the history, there is, there is this affirmation. Many times in the Psalms, it talks about uh, it is good to sing to God and to praise him for what he has done for us. All right, on the count of three, 
this is I I only do this when I talk it's got to be audience participation okay on the count of three I want you to shout out your favorite style of music okay one two three exactly Tonight, we're going to talk about how, how we all agree. Um, and something I posted on Facebook earlier this week, there was uh, uh, Industrial Rock was one, and one that somebody just liked all the music. So, um, and, you know, if you want to, after our service, you can go to our Facebook page and carry on the conversation further. That music is an objective experience that can be measured with hard data, and our goal is to get everyone to like the same kind of music. It's not going to happen, okay? It is not, nor should it be, our goal to get everyone to like the style or the songs that we sing. For this week and next week, we are going to explore not what, but why we sing. But before we do, I'd like to address the who. Generally, people can be broken up into two camps. There is a camp of people that like to sing. And there is a camp of people that don't like to sing. There can be a third camp of people that can't sing, but usually they fall in one of the other two camps, so we're not going to talk about you here. Um, but I would like to... S- what? Yes. Well, I know you like to sing, so I'm going to talk to you next. Um, but I'd like to say a few words to both groups. To the first group of people that like to sing, for them, I would like to say thank you. Thank you for your energy, your spirit, your willingness to express yourself that way. And do us a favor. Every week, come in here and go for it. We need that excitement and energy because there are some around you that it took everything that they could muster up to drag, to drag themselves in here. And for you, you're their voice. Um, and, ask, or, well, and asking them to sing, to have the faith to sing, might be just a little too much. You're singing on their behalf. You're singing for them when they cannot. Sometimes I'm so moved that if a person next to me can sing and mean that, Well, maybe I can also. I would also like to apologize. I'd like to apologize for the looks that you're going to get, for the reactions of family members, friends, and people standing around you. Students, when there are times that you really want to get into it, but people would roll their eyes, whisper, and elbow one another, for the times you wanted to raise your hands and pull your feet out of the ground and dance and clap your hands, for the times you feel timid, and didn't feel like going for it, I'm sorry. And all I can do is try to give you permission in this place, and that's what we want to make this place, um, that it's okay, that you can do that. To the other group that doesn't like to sing, it's okay. Don't be ashamed. Because actually singing together is fundamentally something a little weird to do. Think about it. The other times that you're with total strangers and sing, you know, sometimes it's happy birthday at a birthday party. You know, your college fight song at a, you know, a game or take me out to the ball game. Um, imagine going into your favorite coffee shop and standing up and saying, 
why don't we sing a few songs? They'd think you're a lunatic and, you know, probably carry you out. Like, like me, sometimes I just don't feel like it. You know, many times we just don't want to. And somehow I think it's like this. Have you ever been at a meeting and all the people are contributing and you're just listening and not saying a word, but you feel totally engaged in the conversation? Um, and you know exactly what's going on? I think it can be the same thing with singing, being fully engaged and not saying a thing. Because I believe singing is not the point. Being a part of a shared experience, that's the point. Reading the words and taking in the meaning and whispering thank you as you read them. We're adapting this prayer. I heard this prayer, um, one of the messages that I heard that I'm kind of drawn some of this from, he used a prayer for, uh, from Teresa of Avila, and her prayer is, God, I don't love you, I don't want to love you, but I want to want to love you. We can approach singing the same way. I don't want to sing, I'm not going to sing, but I want to want to sing. Maybe that's the starting point. Also for you that don't like to sing, I'm sorry. Maybe there was a time that a leader made you feel bad because you didn't like to sing. Something was said or did or made you feel guilty, and made you question your love of God. I'm so sorry that you were led poorly in that way. Find a way to be engaged in the shared experience, even if you don't utter a sound. Music is kind of a language, um, an experiential language. It allows us to communicate what we feel or hope to evoke to feel. And uh, when I want quiet, I listen to soft jazz. You know, when I want to experience joy, I listen to joyful music. Um, I have songs that whenever I hear them trigger a memory and emotions from my past. And I have several, several friends who express themselves best when they're playing the guitar, playing the piano, or singing. Sometimes when I'm driving... I listen to songs like this, and I usually will get a speeding ticket, um, but I may listen to this. If Andrew wants to start. Turn up. Happy through my darkest hour. 
There's a thunderclap. Desert burning. Stop it. Stop it. We can listen to it later. Did you listen to the words? Let me go to the first part. As soon as you are able, I am willing to make the break that we are on the brink of. My cup is on the table. My love is spilling, waiting for you to take a drink of. So if you're tired of the same old story, oh, turn some pages. I will be here when you are ready to roll with the changes. Do you think Kevin Cronin, when he wrote that song, was writing theology? I think it's the gospel story. I think God used it. And when I heard that song, it just blew me away. In Ephesians, Paul describes the work of God is doing in the world, crafting a people, the church, who will embody God's kingdom. As God's people, we are to live and love the way God lives and loves. We're to understand what God wants us to do and then do it. We could never enact the new way of living by ourselves. We aren't that wise or ingenious. We can see the new life take shape only as we allow God's presence and strength free reign in us. Paul puts it this way, we must be filled with the Holy Spirit. But what does it look like to be filled with God, with the Holy Spirit? Do we gain superhuman powers or do we begin to glow like an angel? On this occasion, at least, Paul says that we will sing. Sing. Yes, God will fill us, and then he will pour forth beautiful music. First, we sing to one another. The music Paul describes is communal music. The church's expression of God's character and activity. Second, we will make music, make it to the Lord. Our music, as well as our lives, should be directed towards God. Joyful music that sings God's story is one way we experience and proclaim his work among us. I'm going to tell a story. Um, I grew up in the church like my brother. My brother was here last weekend to celebrate his 30th wedding anniversary. And me and my brother, there's only about a year apart, a little over a year apart. Um, So growing up, he was my best friend. Um, one thing, my dad was a director of a choir at a church. So we, we went to church quite a bit. And since he was a choir director, guess who he got to sing? Andrew, you want to do the next slide? That was probably us going to church one Sunday. Me and him did this awesome duet and stuff. If you can't tell the cute one, which is me. Next slide. Okay, that's me. That's me. <clears throat> but my dad would belt out in his tenor voice. My dad had a beautiful tenor voice. And he would sing this song. I have heard the song that Jesus gave me. It was sent from heaven above. There never was a sweeter melody. Tis the melody of love. And then me and my brother would sing this part. In my heart there rings a melody, rings a melody, I forgot it, rings a melody with heaven's harmony. 
In my heart there rings a melody, there rings a melody of love. Nobody knew that song? I thought everybody would sing it. Well, you guys could join me. <laughs> but that song evokes a memory in me. You know, when I hear that song, I, you know, when I started thinking about this and said, yeah, music, what, when did music become important to me? And I, I, it brought me back to that time that we would, me and my brother would sing in church. And that's the song that I remembered, singing. Another thing, singing is healthy. In her article, Sing for Your Health, Beth Herman writes, singing is healthy, but singing also releases stress and increases lung capacity and cardiovascular, I'm going to get medical on you, cardiovascular health. More oxygen to the brain increases alertness. By virtue of the natural process used to croon, Singing also promotes circulation and improves abdominal and intercostal muscles. In fact, some patients surveyed even said that they believe singing helped them mentally and physically recuperate from a heart attack, while others credited managing chronic pain to frequent participation in activities that involved singing. In the often intangible world of mental health, some studies attribute routinely engaging in singing as a panacea, well, almost, for depression, with a, a noted decrease in the needs for mood-altering antidepressants. In short, there's virtually no downside to expressing ourselves through singing. According to the U.S. Journal of Behavioral Medicine, scientists at Germany's University of Frankfurt tested the blood of choir members just before and an hour after rehearsing. This, Todd, this is for you. The study found that concentrations of both aminoglobin A, an antibody that plays a key role in immunity, and hydrocortisone, an anti-stress hormone, were elevated significantly during rehearsal. Conclusions also drawn from the study found that in addition to a stronger immune system, singers' moods were also improved but you don't have to tell that to the U.S. award-winning Young at Heart or the Britain, the Zimmers. I had to look them up. But you should go to YouTube and look uh, Young at Heart or the Zimmers, and you'll see these, this choir. It's awesome. But both comprise of a dozen senior citizens who sing largely pop and rock tunes, performing and touring well into their 80s and 90s. Proof that singing keeps them young, vital, and involved. The secret to long, healthy lives. Singing is also healthy for the soul. I remember this scene, um, this message that I heard, they used the same clip, and when I heard it, it just I remembered when I watched that movie what a powerful thing that Morgan Freeman says in it. But it's a, a scene from the movie Shawshank Redemption. It is where Andy Dufresne is in the warden's office, locks the door as he broadcasts music throughout the prison. Listen to the words that Morgan Freeman uses about the music. Andrew's going to start the clip.
Ryan, did you hear that? day what those two Italian ladies were singing about. Truth is, I don't want to know. Some things are best left unsaid. I like to think they were singing about something so beautiful it can't be expressed in words and makes your heart ache because of it. I tell you those voices soared higher and farther than anybody in a great place dares to dream. It was like some beautiful bird flapped into our drab little cage and made those walls dissolve away. And for the briefest of moments, every last man at Shawshank felt free. It pissed the warden off something awful. Open the door. Open it up! Dufresne, open this door! I am warning you, Dufresne, turn that off! Dufresne! You're mine now. They got two weeks in the hole for that little stunt. On your feet. I have no idea what those ladies were singing about. How many of us know that dull, gray place? How many of us are familiar with that drab little cage? Anyone ever struggled to dream? Who among us, for the brief moment, would want to be free? The power of poetry in song has a way to ooze and sneak into the cracks that literal, literal language cannot. Next week, I probably raised a lot more questions than we answered tonight. But next week, I've asked um, Jamie, Todd, and uh, Charlie to kind of join me, and we're going to kind of do a, a panel discussion a little bit. And I'm going to ask what singing means to them and what they hope that it would 
evoked feelings in you. And as the team comes up to lead us um, to praise our God for what he has done for us, what I want you to do is pay attention to the words. As the words are projected up here, pay attention to them. Pay attention to your emotions, how they make you feel, how the person next to you may be affected by what, what we collectively, just like at the very beginning when we made it rain in here, we did that all collectively. No one person could have done it. We all had to do it together. That we, um, and for those that like to sing, go for it. For those that don't, read the words to yourself or out loud. Read them as a prayer, thanking God for what he has done for, the, for us. Thanks. Uh, the ushers will probably collect our offering. I'm going to pray, and then uh, our music team is going to lead us in some worship. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of song. Thank you for the gift of music, that we can use that so corporately as a group together we can praise your name. Um, you've blessed us so much by what you do for us. Um, like, um, like Craig led us in prayer earlier, that your word abides in us. That, you know, if it wasn't for you living in us every day, um, for some of us, it's, it, it would be a hard life to go through. Um, I'd like to thank our music team that, you know, helps us lead worship on a weekly basis. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen.